you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, Damashek here. Make sure you check out the new episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program. We're joined by Meet the Press host and Green Bay Packers fan Chuck Todd, plus Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, and I are setting the table for you just before kickoff. We're talking about the Vikings, the Colts, the entire AFC, the entire NFC. Football season is upon us. Check it out on iTunes or NFL.com slash podcasts. The Around the NFL Podcast refers to itself in the third person. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. He's back. Was that you that said that, Mark? No, it was not. You Who said, asked? hey, Dan? I did. Wow. It sounded like he, Mark. Well, he says that every show, Dan. I know, but that didn't Through sound Through my voice. <laughs> Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Mark, out of the office yesterday, ill, under the weather. Yeah. So what did we do? We said, we need to do something unprecedented on this show. We were going to do our go get my lunch, you human porta potty props um, on Tuesday show. Instead, this is a standalone episode fully devoted to go get my lunch wagers for the 2016 regular season. A very special edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Good show running by you, I I think. I mean, if you were to take me out of the segment and try to get this thing done yesterday, the listener would suffer. uh, The overall contest would suffer. Absolutely. Because a big part of this dynamic of this show is when I release my Go Get My Lunch bets, they're immediately (laughs) destroyed by the three of you. So I wouldn't want to steal that away from you. Well, also, it would rob us of lots of sandwiches. Yeah, because I am typically horrible at this You are famously, you know, the three of us are all very tight in the overall standings. Mark trails behind. Yeah, so yesterday I was getting a text from Dan, and and I do think it was a good idea to to have a separate episode where you said, listen, thought this would be a good way to go, and I wrote back, thanks, really appreciate it, really (laughs) want to be part of this, but underneath it, 
we know what this is about. This is accruing uh, edibles and foodstuffs for yourselves. At, at its heart, this is a competition, and you are in uh, last place right now, yes. which means <laughs> we need you in this competition. Yeah. And you kind of need yourself in this because you want to get back into contention. You missed the last 500. one, too. That is questionable whether I will climb back in, but I will try. So, yes, let's first uh, – a couple things. First of all, go gogetmylunch.org by Nick Fortier. He runs that site. Uh, you can follow him also on Twitter, at gogetmylunch. Uh, for a couple of years now, he's been running the site uh, that tracks every one of our, our sandwich props. And what are sandwich props if you're new to the show? Sandwich props are challenges that we lay out. They're predictions uh, to each of us. Each of us will lay out a challenge and, or a prediction, and then either you can go along with that prediction – Say, yeah, I agree with you. Um, that's that's a good prediction, brah. Or you could say, go uh, get my lunch. I'll take you on. And that's how it goes. And one person can make a prediction that ends up with three challengers saying bogus, or it could be split. Uh, it could go anyway. Um, and that is what this game is about. So we track the standings, and we take a look at the all-time standings. Uh, right now we have Chris Wessling hovering around 500, 62 and 59. Mark, you are at 45 and 54, mm. and I believe you missed the last edition of the game, so that's why that might explain why you're a little behind in terms of overall. Also, early on, you, you stayed out of the mix a little too much. Which learned, well, I do think that they uh, you know, potentially have been improvements over my performance, but it is still very wanting. Oh. That's, that's one of the strategies, too. I think that backfired a little bit because you wanted to lay low, but the key to this game is you got to hang some onions. Today I'm going to show you a little bit about growing huge onions. Because if you don't hang onion uh, and you don't get involved with many as many props as possible just about, usually you're going to win a prop if you get involved with it. You're using your head. You don't want to sit around. I went by Dan's desk and I saw him watching some farming videos this morning. And now I understand why. I thought it was for some strange underground post, but now I know why. I actually disagree with, with what with the analysis there because early on I hung too many onions making insane mm. predictions that were easy to jump on. Uh, I was a complete rube. And then the key was not taking anyone else's bet. you got to take everyone else's bet, which is long-time uh, Greg instruction. Right. I am at 64 and 55, uh, which is good for second place. And right now in first, Greg Rosenthal, 74 and 61, all-time leader. Um, so that's where we are. But this is a new season. And like I've said many times before, I don't, you know, this is not where I make my sandwich. I don't make my sandwiches during the draft or who's going to sign within seven minutes of the start of free agency. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm. This is where daddy makes his money. I mean, Wes needs to catch up some ground here. Don't Wes, worry about me. Behind. Look, Wes has got that focus. This is like prime, when Wes, like Tyson Spinks, when Wes was in his prime with the toaster game. He ain't Spinks. Where there was just a, oh, yeah, where there was just a quiet confidence. That's where There's Wes is at. There's a glint in my eye. There's a glint, gentlemen. <laughs> So why don't we get into it, guys? A very special edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Let's get it going. Mark Sessler, you will now lay out the first prop. By the way, we're going to lay out three each. One of them must be an onion hanger, which means if you're not familiar with that term, you got to go out on a limb. we got to take some chances. you got to know that, listen, there's a pretty decent chance I could end up paying out sandwiches, but I'm going to really uh, put myself out there. And one more point before Mark goes on. This, to me, is an opportunity for all of us as a group, all the things we've been, to use a Greg term, honking about throughout the offseason, throughout uh, training camp and the preseason, things that we feel confident about. Now here's a chance to put your money where your mouth is. 
This is your chance, Mark. Put a sandwich where your mouth is. Put a sandwich where your mouth is. I mean, I'll that, put it on your mouth, so that's where it's going to go. That's Whoa. <laughs> Let's isolate that one. Yeah, that's a sound drop for the future. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. All right, Mark. Mark Sessler, get us going, baby. Sandwich prop number one. I don't view the first two of mine as necessarily safe, and I am going no, to uh, go on someone in the preseason who I liked quite a bit, and I think that Titans – Receiver Taze Sharp will have more catches than any rookie in the NFL this season. I will take that uh, proposition. Taze Sharp more catches than anyone. Any Any rookie. rookie. Any rookie. Not anyone. All right, who are the top rookies, Greg? Help me out. That would be um, in the running here. Corey Coleman is one. Sterling Shepard. Oh, come on. Uh, you'd have to throw Will Fuller, I would say, in there. Braxton Miller, Tyler Foyt, Tyler Boyd. The more it, you know, initially I was thinking, I think Sharp would be my choice, but all of these names that are in the mix, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take you up on that and figure one of them at least could beat him out. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get this right, Mark. We'll see. This, the way you worded this, it counts running backs as well. No, I mean rookie wide receivers. Rookie Thank you for clarifying so that we receivers. don't get into that in mid-November. It is at his position and not tight ends, receivers. I think the the smart way to play this mm. is – I mean, is it is it too late to be changing the terms? Wes might have caught you in a in a bit of a I initially a had any rookie pass catcher and just did not write, say that. So Running backs are pass, pass catchers. I didn't expect the kissing cousins for to flash here. I'm just looking for, for clarification. I don't sakes. have any problem with it being yeah, it is, only wide it receivers. It is wide receivers. We'll throw it to Sydney. Sydney, you let us know. Is it okay to specify wide receivers, or is the horse out of the barn here? I think the horse is out of the barn. Whoa! Not, what do you mean? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, no, just, why I mean, just but that was absurd. That was yeah. a bit of a loud reveal. I don't Evico think she knows what there. she's saying. Do I have to drop on myself for a lot? Is that how that works? I, don't yeah. I think I you like have that. to. I like that. Okay, well, here we go. That was cold-blooded. Sydney. Magnificent. I like this side of you. Yeah. Sydney comes. This is someone who offered to take my children to Disneyland. That deal is off the table. <laughs> oh, man. All right, here we go. Let's get back on track here. All right, wa- rookie wide receiver Taj Sharp, Tajay Sharp will be the number one pass catcher. I will go with the field because I think that's the smart way to play it, even if maybe Sharp is the favorite. So I think that's three. I will go yeah. with the field because I think Sterling Shepard is the favorite. Mm. Okay. Corey so, Coleman's got to be in that mix. Yep. Injuries happen, fellas. Very interesting. Okay, there we go. So right off the bat, Mark, you got three. Mark problems. now wishing injuries on no, his I just number think one draft like pick for his favorite. Everyone's team. healthy and sterling right now. They're not going to be down the road. Wes, your turn. <laughs> I'm bringing this one back from about a month ago when I mentioned it. Afterthought in the Bengals' offense, Mohamed Sanu, now the number two pass catcher for the Falcons, will finish the season with more touches and total yards. Then Marvin Jones, the Lions' alleged number one wide receiver. I love that one, Wes. See, this is this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about putting your money where your mouth is. And you know what? Man, that's gross. I'm going to take you up on this, baby, because I do believe Marvin Jones is going to have a nice season, and I do not buy into the Sanu hype. Yes, he is in line to gobble up some targets. But the problem for me is that I don't think he's very good, so I don't think he'll thrive in Atlanta. Now, you said touches? Touches and total yards. So you have to win in both. If you if you win in one but not the other, you lose the sandwiches. Yes, it has to be both. 
So you're seeing a lot of uh, running plays for I'm Osunu? not. I'm just. I'm oh yeah, like you just snuck that in there. Like no. Well, one he's also been there. known to throw the ball. Yes. That's that doesn't touch. count as a touch. Touch does not count. That that a touch is not throwing. And the I'll ball. take my chances on that too. No, no, have we his need throwing to clarify that because a touch one. is not throwing the ball. Jameis Winston didn't have 550 touches last year. Mohamed Sanu will finish the season with more receptions plus rushing attempts <laughs> and total yards than Marvin Jones. I don't I don't have a good feeling about this because this is a guy who's going to be catching a lot of short passes. So I think the touches, he's got to be the, the favorite over Marvin Jones. But just because I like Marvin Jones, because he's on my fantasy team, because he was one go. of my making the leap there guys go, back Greg. in 2013. I saw this Marvin Keep Jones going. thing coming. I'm Keep taking going. you up on it. <laughs> Keep going. I'm not going to attempt to match the zeal there, but I will take you up also. Wow. Oh. We are flying right Failed now. We in three of them. Oh, Sid, I that don't know. That was a good one by Wes because he's got a 50-50 shot in that. Bad job by me on this, Sid, but you can also offer a prop at the end of the show if All you right. haven't thought I of it. I do have one. Okay, good. All right, well, hold on to that. With the exception of the Irishman um, last round during the draft as he raises his hand triumphantly, uh, every producer has failed at this game except for the Irishman. So. Tomato cans. A lot to live up to. Yeah. Just don't involve golden tape here, by the way. in your yeah. proceedings. <laughs> a little smug? A little bit. Oh, a lot smug. Yeah. Look at his face. He's very confident now in himself as he hits this uh, Adonis stretch run, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. My turn. Thought about these on the plane on the way back from Texas over the weekend. Here we go. Nice plane. It's nice to have a plane you were right a by prolific. yourself once you're, a, once you're a father, isn't it? Yeah. He turned into a prolific texter while he was in the airport on the plane. Well, I figured something out with um, if you have to kill time on the plane. I, I texted literally 15 people before the plane landed. And then as soon as I got back into the coverage zone, bang, 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 15 texts went out about a, a number of issues that I've been meaning to catch up with people on. It's kind of a life hack. Anyway. Dan also told me going out to dinner at 530 is a life hack. Another one with your wife. When you have kids, go out to dinner early. And then you have the babysitter who puts down. I have one son. You put down the son at 8 p.m., 8.30, he's sleeping for the rest of the night. You get home after a nice dinner, Mark's shaking, nodding his totally head. Totally agree with you. You get home, and you could watch TV, you could watch movies, you could hang out on the couch. I, I, Humble brag. I respect all this, and yet and yet, I, I really disagree with that. Open up a bottle of wine. The enjoyment of going out to a dinner, you don't want to go at 5.30. But that's, you know, to each Well, one quick thing Not on that. You, parents, most of the time, if you're exhausted and it's a weeknight, type of thing you don't want to be up till midnight exactly anyways. that's the other thing I, let's keep it real here i'm i'm, I'm beat and my my pregnant wife especially by 11 p.m you're you're describing del boca vista right that's that's <laughs> what i'm saying if i'm gonna go it's out to the, dinner i want to enjoy it i don't want to have to plan my day out so that i'm hungry by 5 30 it's well, just, a bunch know, of blue hairs it's just like that malcolm gladwell podcast about shooting free throws underhanded <laughs> don't worry about what other people think do what's best for you have a strong will interesting yeah, analogy that's true okay here we go I have to start here. Lamar Miller, a guy that I've been honking about uh, for months and months on this show, that he was going to break out and be a, a superstar-type player. Well, I better back this up. So I'm just going to say, nice and simple, um, Lamar Miller will have at least 1,500 total yards this season. 1,500 yards from scrimmage. Yep. Which is a big-time season. Not much bigger than I mean, he that had feels before. very possible. Where would that put him last year? And last year's numbers probably number one or two. 
No. no. You're talking about you're talking about rushing and running receiving back? yards. Yep. I mean, I, no. Back in the day, you would you would have a number of people in and around 2,000. That was back Lamar, in the day. Lamar Miller has approached 1,500 the last two years, even in he's, in Miami. He was at 13. He's averaged over 1,300 the last two years. Right. There's a jump. I mean, one way to play <laughs> go get my lunch is throw out something so milk toast that no one even takes you up on it, and then you actually kind of avoid possibly losing sandwiches. That's what Dan's done here. I'm not, wow. I'm not taking I don't agree with your analysis. I feel like this is a – you can go either way. I'm going to take you because if he misses – Thank you, Wes. If he misses only one or two games. Absolutely. Not getting 1,500 yards. Hmm. And if it, to make the argument – uh, he, we all in this room seem to think there will be bad quarterback play and suspect offensive line play. A 1,500-yard career season is not uh, milk toast. If I said 1,300, that's, that's one a, that He has averaged 200, yard, 200 carries the last two years, and he's, gotten, he's averaged 1,300 yards from scrimmage. So if you just give him 40 more carries, which is a very uh, conservative estimate, he easily gets past that. All right, Mark? Well, I think he's going to – I think he's going to. Ach- I'll take you up for the sake of the game because that is my new strategy. I but like I don't. I don't view it as a particularly daring. Bet. Okay. But you know what? That's another way to go, and that's what I did early on, and I got taken to the woodshed for it. So I'll take you up. There's no right way to play. That's that's the thing. You just got to be right. Got to be right. All right, Greg. I think you're you're going to be right on Lamar Miller. Wait, so Greg, you did not take him. I then. did not okay. take him because I do think he's going to have a nice season, just like Dan does. He only reeled him one there. Only one. No, Mark. Mark. I took it too. Oh, I got two. I got two. Oh, yeah. Because of your new flaw. I don't know about real. I don't like the term reeled in, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big fish. Bloop. Bloop. All right, Greg, you're up. Well, I'm going back to something again that we talked about uh, during the offseason, just looking ahead to the playoffs. And uh, it's a very simple one, that the defending Super Bowl champions are not making the playoffs. That the Denver Broncos <laughs> go from winning the title to watching from home. Tough division, pretty tough schedule, deep AFC. Don't think they'll be terrible, but they're not going to be good enough to win 10 games and make it back to the tournament. Talk about milk toast. Well, I had listed as one of mine that exact same thing. So I agree with you, and I will not take you up. Really? Well, because I I believe that that's also going to be the case. It's a little milk toast, buddy. I mean, you just banged me on Lamar Miller for yards. How about you say they have a losing record or something? Oh, let's get a little juicy here. This is this is a team that the odds are they're going to the playoffs. I don't think it's that milk toast. They I mean, they still it. have an amazing. De- their defense alone could win them seven games, eight games. But they have to be as good as last year. And I found usually a historic defense does take that step back the next year. Just hard oh, to play you? at that level. Like it wouldn't I surprise me. <laughs> I have. <laughs> What? Just the way you said it, it is it uh it cracks me up. They they have won twelve games four straight years. In I don't know why that's funny, Mark. I think it's funny. <laughs> well, you guys think whatever you say is funny. It was just the way you said it was funny. You're down in the lab working out the numbers. Listen, you're uh, like I. I'm sorry, I'm not a genius like the rest of you, <laughs> but I have watched football for the last like thirty years. Just so you know. <laughs> All right, then you're not taking this, idiots. All right, this is a, this is a team to make the case for the Broncos. They have won twelve games a year for four straight years. Tim Tebow was the quarterback one of those years. Peyton Manning 
and Brock Osweiler, who combined to be two of the worst quarterbacks in the league, were the quarterbacks that year. So I don't think uh, were the quarterbacks for the team last year, and they still. So why aren't you picking the Broncos to make the playoffs? Because I got a feeling it's not going to happen. I think I because I think the AFC West is deep, and I think the Chiefs and the Chargers are going in. I'm not taking this for all the reasons you Mm. mentioned. Uh, The inexperienced quarterbacks. They do have a dominant defense, but Dan has found that that yes. doesn't usually happen two years in a row. Am I wrong, by the way? No, I, I think your findings okay, are correct. So pipe down. But also, the Broncos did not have many convincing wins last year. They scraped by, and the way that luck usually works in the NFL, that evens out. I don't expect the, l- the luck to be on the Broncos' side to the extent it was last year. I'm not taking this. I think they're an 8-8 eight and eight team, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs, so I'm not taking it either. And you're out too, right? I also am out, yeah. Look how the worm turns. It happens. And in fact, I don't think that's ever happened to me. I almost get all three all three things each time. So I'm well, not happy. You better about bring it. the heat next time through. Round two, Mark, get us going. All right. Ugh. That is a hideous sound effect. Uh, Marcus Mariota and Blake Portals will throw more combined touchdowns than Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco. Hmm. Interesting. Say that. Once again, Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles, both AFC South quarterbacks, will throw more combined touchdowns than Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco. All right. I'm going to quickly, this is interesting. off the top of my head, come up with my number on this. Just, just passing touchdowns. I'm going to put Mariota at 25 touchdowns, Bortles at 32, that's 57, Roethlisberger 30, 35, Flacco 26, 61. Is that correct? <laughs> I did it. We'll have to take you. Yeah. Roethlisberger and Flacco going to barely outperform them, so I will not take this. Oh, I will take it. You will take I it. I will correct. take it. Yes, yes. You will be taking it. We'll be close, though, potentially. This is a yeah. strange one because if you think about what Bortles and, and Mariota did last year, what was about 55. On an average year, would that beat out Ben and Flacco? It'd be close. It'd be right there. It, I kind of picked like one high touchdown guy and one a little bit less. How right. many did Bortles throw last year? 35. Uh, yeah. But a yeah. lot of people saying, oh, that's all garbage time. He'll never do that again. Here's what's interesting. I don't like Flacco. That's my problem. With Henry and Murray in Tennessee, Ivory in Jacksonville, Le'Veon Bell healthy for most of the season, and Terrence West taking goal line in Baltimore, all four of these quarterbacks are going to be throwing less at the goal line than they did last year, probably. Mm. I'm not going to take this because I kind of believe I kind of believe Bortles will throw the most out of all four of these quarterbacks. Mm. I'm going to take you up on it just uh, out of boredom, just to do something. Bored with my offering. Not so much <laughs> bored with your offering, but bored at the you know meaninglessness of life. Like I, you got to put yourself into the game. Wow. You guys didn't I take stay. me up on any, my last one. Now I feel empty and cold, and I want to be part of this. Yeah, but that's kind of your default setting. Right. I am dead inside. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, that I mean, we're learning a lot uh, during the <laughs> show. All right. There you go, Mark. So you have so far, um, you have six, five sandwiches on the line in, in your first two weeks. You and Greg took that one. I took it, yeah. Okay. All right, Wes, you're up. I don't feel good about that one. You you confused me, Mark. It's not nice. <laughs> Let's stay in Tennessee. This is a callback to a video we did on Tuesday. The Titans tackle-breaking tandem of DeMarco Murray 
and Derrick Henry will finish with more rushing, rushing yards than the NFL's rushing leader. Okay. Oh. Ooh. But wait, wait, why wouldn't they? Well, I, yeah. I totally they believe that they will. So what do you mean? Why wouldn't they? So if they both. When I said age, when I said the Titans have the advantage over the Vikings in the backfield yesterday, you both looked at me like I was nuts. So they both have to stay healthy. Let's keep. Yeah, but this is mind. different than just adding up yards. I mean, if you took. Let's yeah, say I the, let's say the rushing leader finishes with eighteen hundred yards. Even then, even then, the Titans would have a have a chance to do it. Yeah, I think I he'll never, probably be closer. I would to never take 15. that because you're you're very likely to get 450 carries, 500 carries out of those two guys. Whatever it is, I don't know how it's going to be cut up. Whereas no one in the league is going to get 400 carries on his own. So to me, right. that's the easiest one I've ever said no to in the entire history of this Sing, game. Singing uh, so much of a different song than you were 24 hours ago. Ooh. Well, you I, was, just I saying wasn't they here had, 24 hours. Ago, I, that was I Dan who either. was really making that case. But what he said was that. The they have an edge in the backfield. They didn't say who has the total yards. You're talking pure numbers. It's got to be tough to catch up to 500 carries. Yeah, I'm a math man. I, I'm with Greg because I think it, <laughs> it, the question is, face. Adrian Peterson, the better running back of the three, yes. But in terms of where they'll be, add up their numbers, or I'm also not going to take you. I could be wrong. We'll Todd see. Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott, they could have breakout seasons. But unless they have, you know, huge, like, you know, all-time franchise-type seasons. The rushing title guy usually is around 1,500 yards or so. And that means if the, if those two guys stay healthy in that exotic smash mouth, they're probably going to hit that number, even if they don't have great seasons, right? Right. right. I mean, I, of course, they it could happen the other way around, especially if there's an injury in Tennessee. But this is a, a thing where we're weighing the odds. And to me, the odds would be heavily in favor of the Titans' Winning that because we believe in them. I mean, just just make them the team of ATL already if you believe in them. I think they probably will be the team of West TL. Give me a break. The 49ers are the team of Greg TL. What? (laughs) Wes is upset. No one's taking him. You should be happy. It's about me. This team of West TL stuff is is one of the most outrageous things that's ever occurred on this podcast after you guys shoehorned me into the Chargers two years ago and I saved you from the 49ers. There's two things that get Wes more mad than anything yeah. in the studio. The wire. wire. The wire that goes. Which happened again yesterday. When they asked for it to be behind his back. Uh, and then if you call it the team of West TL. <laughs> Doesn't like things. that. Yeah. The wire pisses me off more. Um, <laughs> yes. More I, than anything that's ever happened in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I will not take this either. I want to. But I, I won't. So do we have Remember any when takers? when game used to be fun. Do we have any take? Well, you can't. We can't blame. We can't blame no each take. other for coming up with lame ones. I put myself. <laughs> I put myself in that category too. All right. Here's one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one. This one should get some action. Again, this is about putting your money where your mouth is. The Patriots will not have a first round bye this year. I will take that. I'll take it's it. It's been like five years in a row. What is it? Six years in a row they've got one. They have done it every year since Rob Gronkowski has been there. 2010. I believe, I believe that is six seasons. No other team in NFL history, this is one of the most underrated stats I think ever, has done it more than four times. And the Patriots have done it six now. I think they're going for seven. And it, so I will take you up on that. It wouldn't be shocking if they didn't, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up and, and like my chance. One pre-question. You, yes. You've predicted, and so you are going right where you're – off-season analysis has been mm-hmm. that they are on the way down. 
Do you see them as a playoff team at all? Yes. Okay. I see them as probably a division winner too, but I believe the uh, the the combination of no Brady for the first quarter of the season and the you know slight regression hashtag of Tom Brady and some of the bumps and bruises that come with the season. This is a 10 or 11 win team this year. That's not going to be enough. I mean, it's tough to get, to get that by. A lot of those years they were tied or it came comes down to the last week. It, it's definitely not easy. I will take you because I do think that they'll get the bye. Um, it, there's not a lot of other AFC teams out there that automatically easily slide into the one or two spot today. No, but we, I mean, it's always hard to tell what's going to actually happen a few months from now. I, ex- I expect somebody to fill that void. Maybe of my own New York Jets. Well, someone has to by league rules. Bar- I mean, unless there was some sort of <laughs> massive national calamity, there will be two by teams. Absolutely. All right, so there you go, Greg. Come on. Let's go. Come on, Greg. Can I just go to my uh, an onion hanger? Do whatever you got to do, buddy. This is your second one. Is this an onion hanger? Sure. This is right. your you second. want big onions, be- you got to get really on- big onion plants. A little do. less oniony than your next one, right? Let's hear that again. If you want big onions, you got to get on- big onion plants. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Logical farmer. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Wes is driving the old Marietta train. Marietta train. I am uh, driving the Winston train. I like that. Love this guy. Can't wait to watch him all year. He is going to finish in the top five. Do you drive a train? Go ahead. I should know this. After Conduct uh, a train. You conduct a train? Yeah. Well, top five in the league in yards. Jameis Winston by the end of the year. So that's passing and rushing. Just passing yards. Oh, just just passing, passing yards. Top, top five. five passing yards. The level of mm. Brady. Well, not Brady. I am taking that. Where did he come in last year? Not in the top like 12 or 13. Mm. I think it was like Find 15th or something. I'll take you just on the base on the fact that, it, it, you know, I have no problem with him cracking the top 10 or something, but top five. That means not, uh, looking at that overall if offense. To I did not five, totally. You're going to be, you're going to, he's going to be talked about as a monster second year. By the way, that's how finished eleventh, hmm. about five hundred and fifty yards away from the top. Five. I he like Winston. Forty-five hundred yards most likely. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's got to go forty. He's got to go forty-five. That's a monster year too. That's a good one by Greg, and I'll take you. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think he'll he'll continue to grow as a player, but. Maybe that's his year three type production. I'm going to take you on. That was my onion hanger. It's good. It can come at any time. Wow, really throwing the game for a loop here. So you're going to make it the last one of the entire game before you throw to Sydney will not be an onion hanger. It'll it'll have plenty of onions on the <laughs> that table. That's show business, baby. Well. Interesting way to go about that. All right, last round now. And this will be time for... Well, I guess two more, or three more onion hangers. Well, after Wes and I couldn't reel in anyone, I just thought we ha- we got to get some sandwiches on the table. All right, that's good. So here we go. Mark Sessler's onion hanger. You notice these um, onions are sitting on top of the ground. Ground. <laughs> I like that guy. Um, Logical farmer. <laughs> I had a bunch of these here, but I'm going to go with this one. The Arizona Cardinals will watch the NFC title game eating onions on their couch. Whoa, what a weird treat to eat. Wait, that's an onion hanger? Onion rings? So they won't make the NFC Championship game? No. I'll take that. Wait, no, I agree with Cardinals? You think they will not? I mean, I'm not going to – the odds are that they won't be in the – they won't be one of the – Right, if you you went to a place in the desert where they talk about things like that, the 
the chances of them making the NFC championship game would certainly be less than one and two. Because it, uh, it's tough. You got the Packers. You got you got just any team can pop up. A Seahawks. Panthers team that you don't like. The Panthers at this point last year weren't a top 20 team, according to the geniuses in this room. Well, and they and, managed to go 50. And if you and if you accept that I'm right. You're or wrong. You have to be right yourself. So you you can't. You know, if the chart. If the Cardinals get out to a thirteen and three type regular season and win one playoff game, bang, they're in. Well, I like the Seahawks, and that means I think they'll win the division. I think the Cardinals will be a wild card. It certainly wouldn't be surprising if the Cardinals even won the Super Bowl, but I will not take that because because I, I I think the Seahawks are better. I am in lockstep there. I I think the Seahawks win the division, and then you're in a situation where Carson Palmer, a noted uh, postseason fiend has to win three road games to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think he wins the first two, which means he doesn't get to the NFC title game. I agree. I kind of agree with you. I'm not going to take this. So nobody in this room thinks the Cardinals are making the NFC title game. I don't think it's worth losing a sandwich every week. Yeah. I wouldn't call that really an onion hanger. Uh, it was not my well, favorite of the group, to be yeah. honest. But I, I, The result, you know. I think, proves that it was not an onion hanger. It bears well, out whenever we send it around the room. It whether does. It was onion. You know, and I have to accept the, the result, which was ugly. A post-show whipping. I uh, will not be a down for that. And now here is a huge wager for Chris Wessling, who, you know, really needs to deliver a big-time onion hanger. This I hope maybe uh, you try these onions. You'll like them. They're real sweet onions. <laughs> we might have – this one might give us our quickest answer. Okay. Chris didn't I'll take it. Kristen Michael will finish the month of September as a top five fantasy back. How do you judge top five fantasy back? What do we use? Most fantasy points by standard scoring. Not on NFL.com or something? I mean, points points per reception. Give me Grow up, kids. Points per reception. You get a point for the National Tunnel Screen League for a one-yard catch. Wow. Wes with a strong anti-PPR take. This is the hottest moment of the podcast. Yeah, grow up, children, with your PPR leagues. You don't get a full what point for that? catching a two-yard pass. That's the problem with <laughs> PPR leagues. In, in the national bubble screen West league? today. Give me, give me a break. I mean, How's that helping your team, a two-yard pass? I guess, but then you really are diving deep into the entire logic of fantasy football. Why is 20 passing yards worth a point? Why, you know? Because I, you're moving the ball down the field. It's a wormhole. You're getting closer to the end zone where the real points are. Well, right, I will, I will get, get back, on track. back on track. I will take you up on this. Um, I did have to think about it, so I wouldn't say it was the quickest answer ever, but you're right. I will not take uh, Kristen Michael versus the field. When Thomas Rawls is there, sure, Kristen Michael might start week one. Maybe he'll start the whole month. But Thomas Rawls is healthy enough to play some football. Hey, I'm hanging onions I here. I know. I'm with you. Hey. Rawls, I'm just explaining. I'm showing my work. You Thomas hung, Rawls is healthy onions. enough to play some football, so I'll take you up on that one. Thomas Rawls is not going to be the feature back there. This will be Kristen Michael's chance to really steal that job. You believe in the awakening, Wes? I believe in you. Um, but I'm going to take you up on it just because as much as there is a lot of uh, uh, fact on, on film to say that this is Kristen Michaels awakening, let me see it. Let me see it happen in real games. So I'll take you up on it. I think it's a good one because had it just been him alone and we were seeing the preseason, Kristen Michael would be an absurd idea. Of course he will be. But with Thomas Rawls, we, we, a lot of people are saying the exact opposite. So for the sake of the game, I'll take him up. Well, it's def- it is an onion hanger. I agree. It is showing your your Kristen Michael. Belief. Putting my money where my mouth it is. is de- it is devout. It is devout. And 
just after the show, let's make sure we're all on the same page what the what we're looking at for that the top five in terms of the scoring and everything. It's the only thing that gave me. I know what you're talking about buzz. standard standard scoring. Where can we see that? Are well, pick a site and say on this website he needs to be top five. Yeah, I know right? what it is. No it's rushing that. yards, te- you know, point Fantasy per 10 yards. Fantasy Football Today's stats page, which yep. will be updated. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that <laughs> will make the people at NFL.com <laughs> delighted that we've gone right past their website to another one. All right, last traffic. Uh, last onion hanger right here. Walla Walla is a big onion. Uh, giant sweet Spanish onions are good. And a red zeppelin is a big uh, red onion. I got a red zeppelin for you guys. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, the Patriots was probably my better onion. Well, that's how I feel about my. But now it's too, too late. Yeah. So I apologize if this one isn't going to strike you as too oniony, but it it was an accident. So it's not a red zeppelin. It's not a red zeppelin. More like a Vidalia. It's a more. It's a little bigger than a Vidalia. The the Packers will bounce back and score 530 <laughs> points this season. I have honestly. no. I don't even. I have no. I don't know preference? how many points teams score off that's the top of my head. Is that is I'll that? I'll tell you, five thirty. I know math divided by sixteen. I mean, that's that's excellent. Is over thirty four points or something? They have scored five hundred thirty points. Thirty three points a game. One time in their history. Mm. Well, that would be an onion hanger then, just by the numbers. Two thousand eleven, they scored five sixty. They have never scored five hundred points other than that. W- what was wow. the number you came up? Thank with? Thank you, Wes. The research department's helping me. There you go. What's That's that? Five thirty, I said. I'll take you up. I think that was the Super Bowl year they scored five. Dan wishing yep. he said it at five hundred. Now I did he have it at five hundred. Well, it's at five thirty. I did have it at five hundred. I I'll stick with it. I believe in the renaissance of Green Bay's offense, but five thirty. It's like almost record-breaking territory. That's what I think this offense is capable of. I'm hanging some onion. I'm gonna, I like it. I think this is an onion hanger, and I Definitely. commend you on your Red Zeppelin, but <laughs> I'm going to take you up on it. All right. I got three more. That one I feel like I really am vulnerable on, but that's what the game's about. <laughs> she picked a number out of thin air. <laughs> exactly. I had 500 written down, but I was already hearing, like, ah, you know, you're such an like I didn't want to deal with it, so I, I jumped it up 30 points. There you go, Greg. I think what you're seeing here <laughs> you got me, Greg. in today's today's episode is the pressure has really gotten to it's real. a lot of us. Yeah. Wes getting really upset when no one took his ridiculous <laughs> Titans might gain 200 yards thing. I had to change my whole strategy and move up my onion hanger because I yeah. was ashamed when you guys mocked my Broncos. We're struggling here. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Struggling, I think, on some <laughs> level, we'll, we'll see. History will bear out whether we panicked or not. Right now, it, it seems like the pressure is getting to us. Greg, wrap it up now. I mean, All right. You should be uh, improvising well, I, a little bit. I am. I'm, I'm choosing. I'm making this one a little more. Oniony? Yeah, more oniony. It was originally, and this was going to be a middle one. It was just originally going to be supporting my division. You know, I'm oh. the official spokesman of the, the patron NFC, saint of the NFC, NFC South uh, moving forward. You're yeah. like the Pat Shermer to the NFC South, Sam Bradford. Right. <laughs> uh, as the official spokesman, I was going to say just two teams make the uh, playoffs from the NFC South. That didn't feel enough now that I thought of it. Although that, you know, that that alone could keep be going, some onion. Keep going. Going. Two teams will make it from the NFC South. One of those teams will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so I'm going to double down on a lot of Bucks love here. Two teams make it. One of them is the Buccaneers. So the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers, one of those make it. And then the other one must be the Bucks, a team that finished last year 
on like a six-game losing streak. That has not made the playoffs, I believe. Since 2002, since, since they won the Super Bowl, right? No, since Chris Sims was in the mix. Yeah, they, with uh, Gruden. With Whoa. Gruden. They did it's make the it one, I will take this one. So they don't have to win the division. They can be, they're just one of the two, the Bucks. Yes. I will take you. I'm making a classic go-get-my-lunch mistake, making it too specific, where I can lose in multiple ways. Yes. I'll take you up. Yeah, that is one of the cardinal sins of this game is – Going a little bit too far with the Mark, you've made that mistake many times. Mm. I mean, I was take that I was step. born making that mistake <laughs> in this game. So, uh, yeah, I will take you up on that because, uh, yeah, it's really it's hyper specific and that never works out in this. Well, game. you know what else is a is a big mistake in this game? Not being able to see the future, which the three of you are not doing right now, but I am. I'm seeing. I see a future of you getting in your car at about ten thirty in the morning, driving to a sandwich place and buying <laughs> multiple sandwiches for everyone else in the group, including Sydney. I see the future that Jameis Winston gets arrested and is suspended <laughs> for most of uh, December. Basically, I lose six sandwiches wow. if Jameis Winston <laughs> sprains his ankle and misses three weeks. Jameis Winston forgets you can get crab legs for free down at the local water. Greg has basically tied the entire contest to Jameis Winston. If anything happens to him, the Bucks miss <laughs> the playoffs. He's not a top-five passer, and Greg is in deep, absolutely boiling water. Wow. That's a good point. If Jameis Winston isn't what you think he is, I know. you are. We're going to be eating. It was originally going to be clowny for the. I, I was thinking about doing a clowny one. But yeah, I, throw it in there. Oh, now we're good. <laughs> Parlay it. <laughs> All right, there you go. The, there are our. Um, I think, oh, go, go get my lunch props. I think, for the record, half of the props were taken by all three people in the room. It's yeah. It's going to be the most exciting season yet. Sydney, wrap us up now with usually a sacrificial uh, offering to the group that allows us to pad our, our stats. <laughs> but uh, after Brandon's big showing with Jalen Smith in the uh, 2016 draft, it makes people think maybe the producers are ready to take back over. Uh, that's a lot of pressure, and I also may be going with what some may call a homer pick, but – Mm. So sue me. Okay. B- uh, it can't going, be BYU related. Well, it's not really BYU. It's just a former Steve BYU. Steve Young player. related? <laughs> yeah, Steve Young's going to come back. Steve bottom. Young will be ranked in the top gonna, five he's analysts. He's going to, like, kick five. Colin Kaepernick out of the building, <laughs> take him to the Super Bowl. No, I'm going Ziggy Onsa leads the league in sacks this year. Okay. Oh, there yeah. we go. There's That's an sandwiches. onion hanger. I yeah. like it. Give it. You deserve an onion drop for that one. Oh. Let's move choose, choose whatever you want. I hope maybe uh, you try these onions, you'll like them. They're real sweet onions. <laughs> I mean, Ziggy Ansah leading the league in sacks, that is um, – That's bold. He was, he what, was third? third? He was third, third last, last year. year. Yeah. I think J.J. Watt may take a step back. He's kind of mm. hurt. Okay. There's some logic. I here. didn't realize there that is. he was that high, I have to say. They are That's talking amazing. about him that way, too. Yeah. I, I wrote many meaningless off-season articles based around that. He's got a high ceiling. It isn't quite as much of a gimme as TD saying Calvin Johnson would have 25 <laughs> touchdowns, but it's it's close. I'll take you on it. It's close. The field is strong. There's many Hall of Famers in this field. There's just lots Leo of players. Mack. You get 300 players. Yeah, I you get Ansa, so I'll take it. Yeah, I like. I've learned if I've learned anything from Greg about gambling, it's the field is an important uh, thing <laughs> to to jump on. And I'm going to go field because <laughs> Mark making a picture of the. Well, all you're it's you're betting against someone else out of nowhere shining and anything negative happening to Ziggy Ansah that even knocks him out for you know two games. He's had some injuries before, so I'm going to take you up. Good one. There you go. I'll take you up as well. So you got four. All four. Sandwiches on the line. All right, no pressure. I mean, if you don't take up the producer, what are you doing around here? No, exactly. <laughs> that's the ultimate cowardice. Ziggy Ansa, 14 and a half sacks last year. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's news to me. Um, the, the, the 
grouping here. J.J. Watt, Khalil Mack finished ahead of him. Carlos Dunlop, Chandler Jones, Mo Wilkerson behind him. Wow. Interesting. I like that one. No Justin Houston. No uh, healthy J.J. Watt. Out of the gate, there's reason to – good one by her. Nice. Pick. You always take maybe, the field, though. Maybe Clowney's in the mix. Do we want to quickly talk about uh, the Thursday night opener? Yeah, we forgot to on Tuesday's show. I know we're going long here, so why don't we just do a quick a quick couple minutes? All right, Super Bowl 50 rematch in Denver. The Carolina Panthers against Trevor Simeon and the Denver Broncos. Um, Wes, what are your initial thoughts about this game before we each make a pick? Two initial thoughts. One, this has potential to be the lowest scoring game of the entire week with two good defenses and an inexperienced Broncos quarterback making his NFL debut. And the other thought is, have Michael Orr and Mike Remmers gotten any help over the offseason that will help them block Von Miller mm. and DeMarcus Ware? Because that was the difference in, in the Super Bowl. I think those are the, the key factors there. I think for me, I look at Denver's offensive line and wonder if Carolina might not put up a number of sacks in this game themselves. Played pretty well in the Super Bowl, the defensive line. Tony Ely. Yes, they did. I mean, they, that's right. You, Ely was a MVP candidate out of the gate, and then everything changed. I mean, how far we've come from when we watched Peyton Manning throw seven touchdowns just a few seasons ago in the opener. Now you have to wonder if Trevor Simeon will even have seven touchdowns in the first half of the season. This is going to be a run-heavy basic vanilla offense that would be my prediction especially out of the gate and I think that Carolina is set up they have not won in Denver ever I believe but they are set up to take care of business in this and I, get some revenge I've been I'd be surprised if Trevor Simeon was their quarterback by week eight and I think this is a very tough spot for this this guy to be and on on the primetime stage a season opener he was already going to have nerves and now he's going to have you know, 50 million people watching him. I don't think it's a good spot for him. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, like Wes said. Um, uh, but I, I'm i not sure. I think it's a little bit of a toss-up, though, with the, the home field advantage. Those teams do very well in right. these openers. Uh, almost every year, I know the Giants lost a few years back, but almost always the home team wins. This is It's a Lions then coming in here on an emotional game. I think this is a terrible matchup for Carolina for the same reason that it was in, in uh, the Super Bowl. If you look at what they did, not that the preseason should matter that much, but if another team had the performance that Cam Newton and the first team offense of the Panthers had against New England to close out their preseason, people would be a little panicked. I mean, they, they could not function. And I looked at this Broncos defense, even though I said that I don't think they'll make the playoffs, I think they can win a game like this that they can keep low score. They have people coming out of the wazoo, Shane Ray, Shaq Barrett, they're really excited about Bradley Roby taking a step. Uh, Simmons, this rookie that's playing safety. This little rumor that Aqib Talib was on the trade block was interesting to me. They shot it down, but it, to me it maybe says they love this depth in the secondary. I, I think they can win this game with this defense. All right, let's make our picks. Mark. I will go Carolina 23-18 to 18 in overtime. Wow. 23-18 in overtime. How can Is that, that possible? be possible? Sorry, 24-18. to 18. <laughs> <laughs> they go for the five pointer. I didn't go to the same, you know, math class that Gre that Dan went to. So <laughs> mine. Well, I think you might have actually. Uh, Wes, I think Mark's number eighteen number is interesting, just because mm. you don't hear it too often in football. But I'll stick with eight, Panthers eighteen, Broncos thirteen. Hmm. All right, um, eighteen is not a score you see often in the game, so I'm going to steer away from that. <laughs> I am going to go, but similar seventeen ten Panthers. Uh, late wow. touchdown by Cam Newton breaks a tie, and Trevor Simeon fails miserably in the two-minute drill. Uh, who says we don't have hero picks 
I'm taking a hero pick, I guess, at least for t this game. And I, I think the the Broncos are going to find a way to win this game. I, I, I really believe in that week one, the defending champion thing, especially when I think they still have the best unit in this game, which is the, the Broncos defense. They win. Unless you're the Ravens and the Orioles refuse to get out of their stadium. <laughs> right. That, that, was, that was unfortunate. Normally, the champions do have an advantage because they're not usually playing the same team that has an axe to grind for losing in the Super Bowl. Mm. But there, there's a reason to me that the Panthers – uh, lost that game, even though we thought they, except for Mark, we all thought they were going to win that game. I, I just think it's a it's a tough matchup, and uh, Denver wins 14-13. Greg, with the tried-and-true Mojave um, viewpoint, never pick against Trevor Simeon in primetime. <laughs> He's never lost. <laughs> all right, there you go. That is our very special edition of the Around the NFL podcast, the Go Get My Lunch uh, Props Edition 2016. Make sure you check out GoGetMyLunch.org, run by our friend Nick Fortier. Uh, also on Twitter, at GoGetMyLunch, to see all of the props in written form and the history of the game, and also some brand-new sound drops uh, on a, uh, a soundboard that Nick has set up, which is amazing. Maybe we'll dig into that at some point next week. Uh, but we got to get out of here. So until Thursday, our third show in six – we're going to do four shows in six days. How exciting is that? Wow. Um, uh we will see you again in 24 hours. Until then, this is Dan Hanza signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and La Seed behind the glass. Till Thursday. man it's good you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.